0: Dave, Ian, if that is your real name.
1: I, it, it is not a Dave imposter. You need to get over this, right? There's, there's only one of me, right? How do I know though? How, how do I know <laughs>
0: that this isn't just a different tall ginger with a clutch poster in back of him?
1: Well, I could give you some information that only I would know. Okay. All right. About you.
0: Oh, well, let's stop there.
1: <laughs> like this episode's releasing on your birthday. Uh, I'm Dave. I'm Ian. Here's, here's what I want to know, Ian. Uh Okay. I'm going to go ahead and spoil the answer. And it's, it is a a number above zero. (laughs) How, how happy are not happy, but how convenient is it to you that your birthday is occurring during a pandemic when no one can get together to
0: celebrate you. It's amazing. <laughs> it's honestly the
1: best. <laughs> I, I do like how long you were hiding your birthday from me. And then our buddy Chris just asked you when we were going to K1 that one day. And you were just like, June 18th. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because it, because I didn't think there would be consequences to him knowing the information. I knew there would be consequences to you knowing it. Right, but I was present. And I'd, and obviously it was a
1: lapse. And sure, there are a lot of times where I don't listen to what you're saying. <laughs> But that, but I was like a, I was like a freaking dog, like four miles away from like a hot dog hitting the floor. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I swear my my dog Mona could hear the existence of chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, So you're right. Yes, so tomorrow, so do you believe
1: do you believe that this is the real Dave now? Can we can we move on to doing a car show? We can move on. Okay. Ian, how about you hit the folks with some table of contents and then let's loop back and do like a let's do a temperature check with each other. Let's uh, let's check in. Okay. Okay. So
0: today we're going to do a let's let's say deepish. Yeah. Deepish yeah. dive on uh, a piece of automotive history that's I think Uh, relevant to the times and um you have an fmk cars we're gonna do some my eyes that's right you have something that's ominously called the wildlife update (laughs) on here which i'm very curious to hear what that's about Uh, we've got some listener content and i have an fmk cars if we get to it
1: okay all right okay good good so how are you doing buddy i i have had some real rough nights of sleep uh, like my last night was the first night, um, that I got more than seven hours. Um, the night before that I fell asleep at 10 and woke up at one thirty and was up for the day. Oh no. So that's how anxiety and stress kind of hit me. Right. Yeah. And you know, with everything going on, it's just, it's tough, man. It's yeah. tough, you know? Yeah.
0: Our insomnia is is interesting because we have the the opposite insomnia problems. I can't get to sleep. Okay. okay, you wake up early.
1: Yeah, I I wake up and my brain's like, hey, let's <clears throat> fucking try to solve all the world's problems while you know you're tucked in your sheets, you know that happen to be filled with farts. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. 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 I do that on the front end, <laughs> and then I have weird morning dreams. Oh, I have like. Uh-huh. Have you had weird quarantine stress
1: dreams? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like for quarantine statistics overall, w- completely weird dreams, gained weight, um two panic attacks and one emotional breakdown. That's that's my quarantine scorecard. Like my like for real my body is still not the same from before. And so like wow. I got to get checked out like yeah. for real. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you? Uh, I had a dream last night that there was a tiny, like like this big, uh, like donkey f- foot in high, our house. Like
1: a foot-high donkey.
0: Yes, but it-, it was like an attack evil donkey that could jump <laughs> and render air kicks, like kicks in the air. No! And my children thought it was hilarious, and it was... It was them sicking the attack donkey on me in my house (laughs) over and over and over and over again. Okay, okay, all right. That was the whole, and it was like purple, and that was the whole dream. Wow, wow. A magic miniature attack donkey kicking me in the face over and over and over
1: again. Why a donkey, do you think? I don't know. (laughs) I know. I, I have a few questions about your dreams. Do you dream in color? Sometimes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Do you often remember your dreams? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do do you think that they like typically kind of follow an arc or are they more like kind of like rapid vignettes?
0: Usually just vignettes, but okay. occasionally I'll get like longer dreams that are intense and repeat, like especially during okay. it, you're right. Okay. And when I was younger, I used to have like uh like I used to cycle through like four or five recurring dreams that were really really intense and weird.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. it's yeah,
0: it, it, obviously calmed down a bit since I've been an adult.
1: When you have a recurring dream, do you not realize that it's been recurring until like the fourth, fifth or some odd time that you've had it? Or or like do you think you you know second time in
0: I feel like I know a second time, man.
1: Okay, for me, it's, it's the former. Like, I, I think it takes three or four passes for me to recognize, and then I'll be like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Right. Like,
0: yeah. Like you're aware in the dream that you've had it before? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. That's an insane anxiety dream, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. My Mine, uh, car show, mine uh, was just... Um, It was the day before I had a therapist appointment. So this would be Wednesday last week, right? Um, I was on the top of a building way high up, like 80, 70, 80 stories, circular building, flat roof. And then the entire thing just started tipping, like bending and tipping over. So the entire roof and I, I was on it and I was sliding towards the edge and there was like a handrail and I grabbed the handrail, right? And then I had that dream a uh, second time the same night, right? Oh, good. Yeah, right? Like I didn't get the fucking point the first time, right? <laughs> that, and then when I hit the handrail that time, the whole handrail ra- bent and like, it was like, I was so close to falling off. And then I woke up wow. when like the, the whole building was like bending, it was so weird. Yeah, hmm. fucking anxiety dreams, man. Yeah, you oh, know. thank you. So so tonight on the show, right, we're we're going to talk about we're going to talk about some heavy stuff like we normally do, but we're going to we're going to do some normal stuff too, right? And and I think that one of the things that uh that I that we want to do with the show is we want to we want to weave in things that we maybe never would have thought to kind of weave into the show before or like things that are appropriate more appropriate given the perspective that we have of, of the times. Right. And so tonight I wanted to do a deep dive. We wanted to do a deep dive on, uh, the first black automotive designer. Right. Yeah. Uh, a yeah, major company, right. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, a gentleman by the name of McKinley Thompson, Jr. Right.
0: Yeah. So we get into the history of, of, him in particular. Yeah. Can we talk about how you came to want to do this and yeah. and your reaction to the your initial thought? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So it was my idea, right? Um and I so as we're going through everything that we're going through, pandemic, um, you know, like the Black Lives Matter movement, the defunding of the police, like all of this kind of like hopeful re-equalization of some social injustices, right? As we're going through this, like, I think it's really important for us to recognize the roles that we can play during this, right? And also to think about like the way that we used to approach things in the past and how we approach them now, right? So part part of my job, part of your job, part of our job is to, in order, in the spirit of uh, being an ally, right, is to amplify voices, right? To, we don't always have to give our own opinion. There's sometimes where the absolute best thing that we can do is just shut up and amplify someone else's voice that it, that needs to be heard by more people, right?
0: Yeah, and not not only not only that, not only just amplifying people's stories, like the person we're going to be talking about tonight, but. Also, cleaning our own house, right? Exactly. Cleaning our own corner of the culture. And you, you brought this up to me over a chat the other day, and it occurred to me that, like, I know a fair amount of names of automotive designers.
1: Right. Right.
0: And I started to run through the list in my head Uh after you asked me if you if we wanted to talk about you know black automotive designers and i was like i cannot name a single a single right. one right I, I couldn't name a single woman or a single person of color right. that was an automotive designer and it, and when you realize that about something that you care about it's worth your time to figure out why that is and, and you know examine the history of it and all that so
1: right. that's what we're going to try to they, that that's a great point to examine why that is right. Like, why, why have I not known, you know, who the first black automotive designer was, right. Who, you know, like, um, you know, we've, we've talked about, uh, people that identify as female be race car drivers in the past. Right. Um, you know, I, I want to know more about that. Right. Like, and, and like you said, like kind of doing these kinds of, uh, uh, digs into things that like are, are diverse, you know, add diversity to the culture that we love, right? The culture as a whole and our microcosm of, of car culture, right. And are, are different than us. Right. You know? So like, let's, let's learn about them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I started doing some Googling, right. And I found that the first black automotive designer was a a guy named McKinley Thompson, Jr., it's born in 1922 and uh, spoiler alert. There's some real rad shit in his bio. Okay. Yeah. Right. So quick kind of backstory, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was born in New York city, uh, 1922, super intrigued with automobiles. He, his bio. Oh yeah. Here, let me share this. His bio that uh, I pulled, there's a great bio on blackpast.org. We'll put a link in the description of the video, right? Uh, it's got some great pictures. Um, and this is just an awesome website. It's an African-American history website um, that like, yeah, it's, it's really cool. So um, born in New York, 1922, saw a car, like remembered seeing a car when he was 12 years old and like that was it for him. Right. He was like locked in.
0: Yeah. He, well, and I think it's cool too that like after high school he you know, obviously like everybody else, he was in World War II. Yep. Um,
1: in the army for and, twelve years, yeah.
0: Yeah, the end of the stand in twelve years. So he didn't start his career in the automotive world until he was in his thirties. Right. Right. Which is cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. So and then going on to like be super influential in the top of his field.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So his ingress into the automotive world was entering a contest that Motor Trend had in 1953, right? So he's 31, done serving in the Army Signal Corps, enters a a Motor Trend magazine contest called From Dream to Drawing Board. They were assigned to develop an automobile design that could be used for potential future automobiles, So he designed a lightweight plastic car with a turbine engine. Remember plastic. Okay. That's going to come back. Uh, Turbine engine, extra passenger space. And he won five. He won one of the only five scholarships that were being offered to the winners of this. And so he was allowed to attend the art center college of design in LA. Right. Like just draws some stuff and wins right? So I, I have a picture of the car that he drew. It is, here's his concept drawing, uh, for a 1950. Yeah. For the, uh, motor trend contest. So it has the big turbine engine in the middle of the front. Um, yeah. Like what, what do you think Ian?
0: That's super rad. I mean, it's obviously super cool and it's not far off of what eventually ended up the, the turbine cars that ended up like making it right as actual functioning concept cards. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like, obviously the guy is just dripping with talent. Right. Um, so let's see. So after, after that, he, after he went to, uh, the art center for, of art center college of design in LA, um, he, uh, got a bachelor's degree in industrial design
0: and start yeah. started a, by Ford. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, which, which is, which is awesome for a couple of reasons. Number one, because, um, because Ford is like, obviously I think, I think at the time, number one or number two largest car maker in the world at that point. Right. And, Number two, it really would have pissed off that absolute asshole at Henry Ford. Right, right. There you go. The most notorious racist in all of the car world. Right. Which is, i saying something. <laughs> yeah, uh, no shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. If
1: you're more racist than the guy that made VWs for Hitler, then sure. <laughs> something is up with you. Yeah, you, you, you need you need to be talked at a lot.
0: Mm. Right, yeah. and if you don't know about how just how racist Henry Ford was, you just need to look up about like how how uh, much he loved the Nazis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking asshole! Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Back to McKinley Thompson Jr. Right. Yes. Uh. So, uh, when he started at the Ford Design Center, he works with he worked with Alex Tremulus. The designer known for yeah, Tucker. Boom. There you go. You know that, you wrote it down over here. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So then he, he moved over to the Ford advanced studio, which just sounds like a rad ass place to work. Um, right. And started working on concept cars and unique stuff. Right. And the first mm-hmm. big thing that came out of that it is something called the Ford gyron.
0: I don't know that at all.
1: I had never heard of it. So the idea behind it, I did a little bit of research about the idea behind it. I'll pull up a picture here. It was conceptually supposed to be a two-wheel vehicle powered by a gyroscope to stay upright. Weird. And that would allow much more space in the cabin, right? And uh, uh, I think it was supposed to be an electric vehicle too. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, let me pull up.
0: I've seen this. uh, I've seen the pictures of it before. Right, right. Uh, I didn't know what it was called. Yeah. But that's super. I mean, it looks like the Jetsons, right? Right. If if you're just listening to this, it looks just like picture of the Jetsons car. That's what this is.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's amazing. It's beautiful. But the uh, gyroscope technology uh, was not feasible. And so what they did is they put two little, uh, wheels like outrigger. Is that the term? Like out, like, you know, wheels in the like yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Two training wheels in the back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, uh, adorable. And this thing has some insane lines, man.
0: So cool looking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely got that like glass bubble thing that would be a million degrees in <laughs> right, right, um, but it's super cool,
1: yeah, yeah, it's amazing, um, let's see here where where was it yeah, um it had the occupants side by side, gyroscopes were supposed to keep it upright while it was moving uh let's see here,
0: yeah, his name is right there in the article yeah, in the galopnik uh, article,
1: right. Uh, designers McKinley Thompson, Sid Mead, Bill Dayton, John Najjar, contributing to the final shape of the car. Um, Let's see. (laughs) Tremulous intended for the gyron to be fully functional, but after getting a $60,000 quote in 1959 dollars for a two-foot diameter gyroscope and figuring it would cost another $75,000 to complete the gyron as a functioning car, he decided to use two outrigger wheels to keep the concept car up, right? <laughs> they were like, we can spend $100,000, no, $1959, like $130,000, right? Uh, yeah. And Jalopnik says it's more than a million in today's money, right? Or we could go with like $7 wheels on the side, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but look at it. It's gorgeous. It's
0: so rad looking.
1: Yeah. I I want like I want to sit in this and just watch like watch a circular TV on like a mid-century modern credenza. Right. Yeah.
0: This would be a great like Zoom Zoom call pod to sit in.
1: Yes. Yeah, right? I I have a feeling you get in that and just like a martini just shows up in your hand.
0: Uh-huh. Right? A robot
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And it um,
1: just makes the Jensen's noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, amazing concept car, right? Yeah. But guess what, Ian? The hits kept coming. He's not a, a one-hit wonder, this McKinley Thompson Jr., Ian. He's that that's up. He went on to work on some insanely awesome concept cars. Okay. So we'll talk about his concept cars and then the car that he spent the rest of his life on. Right. Yeah. Okay. So a couple more concept cars. This guy worked on the 1963 Cougar concept,
0: 1963 Cougar two concept car. Oh, that was him. Yep. This is a super rad Car. Yep, we've we've had this in uh, FMK cars and stuff before. We've talked about this. Car. Have we? We I, definitely. I have don't
1: it. remember, but lo- I mean, look at it.
0: Look. Yeah, because it's gorgeous, right? Yeah, it looks like a, a Zagato uh, car, right? Like it looks because like that, like that rear section, uh-huh. that like slope back uh, on the rear overhang is a very like Zagato. Zagato um, Zagato?
1: Zagato? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> potato? Potato?
0: Yeah, sort of look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, that is a good looking
1: car. I, would you take one of these or an E type? <laughs> the fact that it's even a, a hard conversation.
0: It is a little hard. I will say the one thing that is weird about it is that it looks like it has like a reverse rake to it.
1: Yeah. A little bit. Yeah.
0: Like it. It's a little too low in the back or too high in the front.
1: I chalk that up but, to concept car suspension. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Right. Also, how yeah. weird is it seeing the Ford name on the side of something that looks like that? Yeah. Right. That's, it yeah. just seems a little out of place. It's beautiful
0: though. It is. Really it is. But it is weird because you see it's, it reminds me of, um, you know, when I first saw, uh, uh, Ted Parks's. Car.
1: Oh yeah, the uh, the Victory Roadster. Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah, so where you. you varsity, you Varsity, see, Varsity Roadster. Yes, where you see like little bits of other cars. Uh huh. Yeah. ...smashed together, you know, because like that rear glass is very Corvette.
1: Absolutely right. Um, yeah, know, and
0: then, like there's that Zagato, uh, Alpha sort of rear piece, and yeah, yeah. It's, It's super cool
1: though. Right? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, He also worked on the 1964 to 65 Thunderbird convertible. 1964 convertible concept. Oh no, it wasn't the concept. He worked on the actual convert. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Here we go. Here's one. I think I have a good link of some of his other cars here. Yeah, here we go. Here's the Thunderbird. Look at that. I mean.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: Right? The amazing. Amazing. Uh, yeah, the 67 Ford Thunderbird, which uh, like you can just hear like the Isley Brothers when you see that car.
0: <laughs> right. I think that's probably less successful. But, right. Um,
1: yeah. Right. When your forward thinking design lands in the Uh seventies, right? Like that's, that's odd because like the, the, uh, the gyro, the gyron like was forward thinking design in like 2010, right? Like 1960s thoughts of 2010. But if your sixties thoughts are of the seventies, you end up with something like this Ford Thunderbird. Yeah. Right. There's like almost a, a little bit of like Lincoln Continental in the front.
0: Well, I was right? going to say, actually, you can see in the, the, the grill shape is very, gy- it's very gyro.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: It kind of calls back to that, that oval um, inset uh, grill shape, which really isn't a thing on other Fords. Right. Right. Um, yeah, so that, that must be where that came from, right?
1: Yeah, it's pretty massively different from the 64 65 Thunderbird,
0: yeah,
1: right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I look at this car and I hear, like, walk-a-chicka, walk-a-chicka, walk-a-chicka. Yeah. you know, uh-huh. yeah, um, yeah, uh, and then here, check this one out. This is a 1963 concept car, 1963. This is the Ford Allegro concept. Allegro. And it that sounds like an allergy medicine, but but I think you're gonna like this one, Ian. You may like this one more than the Cougar 2. Is
0: this done for Ford Allegro? This is done for Ford of Europe, then? I don't know.
1: It's showing up on carstyling.ru. Uh let's see here. Here's a good one. Should I go to this Russian I'm site? Ian?
0: Pictures of cars. <laughs>
1: In Russia, car designs you. Um, yeah. I mean,
0: look at that. Yeah. The Allegro was a was a, a, a car in the UK. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. I've never seen this concept before. It's yeah. Interesting.
1: It looks really good. Um, yeah. Almost like a little.
0: Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You. I was going to say it looks like somebody crashed a, like, fifties or sixties UK budget car into an MGB. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause right? like that, like that, uh, the rear three quarter view down there. Uh huh. Very like MGB to it as, as does the grill.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Cool looking car. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely.
1: I, I love everything that was, I love the whole turbine era, right? Just circles with, you know, dots in the middle of them. Yeah, you go nuts, turbine era car designers.
0: Yeah, the jet age.
1: Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, he worked on uh, the original Ford Bronco, uh, and
0: that's kind of what he's most known for, right? Is the Bronco? I
1: think so. Let's. Where did you send me that picture? Yeah, here it is. Look at this mammer jammer. Yeah. Tell me what you like. What you think of when you see
0: this? Well, it, it reminds me of like, like if you if you look at that next to a picture of like a Mark one Land Rover or, you know, an original Willie's Jeep or something like that. Yeah, it's like a just a much more friendly version of both of those. Like it's even more friendly looking than the Jeep was. Right,
1: right. Friendly. That's a good word to associate with it.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 It, it, it just it seems much less industrial and probably like kind of pointed the way for the, for how this was going to go. You know. Right. Because the Land Rover at that point was a fucking tractor.
1: Right. You know? Right. Yeah. As as was the Jeep. Right. Right. But this seems so. This doesn't seem militaristic. Right. Right. This seems yeah. approachable and civilian and like you can see this fitting in with your ranch house in in the 50s and 60s.
0: Right, like with the with the Land Rover you're going to do an armed assault of the Cul-de-sac. <laughs> right. You're going to open the back hatch and set up a bake sale.
1: Exactly, right? Yeah, Pie. this vehicle is pie adjacent, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Right, the Land Rover will have grenades in it, and this will have cupcakes.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Right? It just it looks it looks soft, like but like still, but still very utilitarian. Right? Like that. Yeah. The edges are just rounded to like such a perfect degree.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I I love this.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so great. It's so great. Um. Yeah, McKinley Thompson Jr. Uh, so then Ian, after this, what did,
0: uh, what did Mr. Thompson go on to work on? So the thing that I'm most fascinated by is his like later in life obsession was something called the warrior, which was yeah. supposed to be like a car for the people. And I've lost my link, uh, That's a okay. car for I'm, the people for developed for like Africa and and the, the rest of the developing world. Right. Uh, and it was based off of a Renault 10 chassis yep. and built with like this really modular design so it could be built cheaply and quickly. And built out of? Uh, plastic, right? There you plastic go. Plastic. Yep. Was, yep. Uh, yeah. Super interesting. Right. Um, but it never, he never could get anyone to, to sign off on it.
1: Yeah. You know? Right. Um, Here's a picture of him with it. Let's see if I can zoom in on this uh yeah there you go it's got these funky fenders uh it's adorable it looks like a, an adorable dune buggy i like that the horn is up on the a pillar and it's just right. like i mean you you this is car designed to the lowest common denominator from a utilitarian perspective so mm-hmm. like why do you need a horn powered by electronics right, just, right. Hold well, it looks like it.
0: the roof and the doors are modular and optional sort of things. Yeah. It's a super interesting idea. This, and, you know, I mean, obviously it's been revisited a bunch of times since then, the idea of like a car for the people.
1: Right. Or, yeah. Citroen 2CV. Mm-hmm. Right. Like all of these people's car, Volkswagen Bug.
0: Right. Right. But to do it specifically for the undeveloped world is an interesting idea.
1: Right. Yeah, um, I mean, like this, this photo that you found is one of the best photos ever. Look at that.
0: Isn't it awesome? Like dude, he was doing a, a shakedown test. That's so rad. Wearing just like safety goggles because there's <laughs> no windscreen. Yeah.
1: yeah, right? It's Awesome. Yeah. Um, so let's, a couple other notable things. Uh, let's see here. Let me change my zoom back. Um, He won an award. um, Let's see here. Yeah. In 1962, he won the Ford Motor Company citizen of the year award. And uh, then from there, he focused heavily on um, on inspiring the younger generation. Uh, mm-hmm. A group of Ford designers led by McKinley Thompson Jr. produced a traveling exhibit featuring 12 African-American designers from the automotive industry. They visited high schools across the nation, encouraging young people to become automotive uh, automobile designers. Like, how rad is that?
0: It is super cool.
1: Like that he took the show on the road. That's so awesome. If I had that roll through... Uh, my town when I was a kid, right? Because, uh, I mean, this isn't, t- in 79, isn't too much before kindergarten for me, right? My mind would have been blown if I saw something like that in elementary school. Right. That would have changed the way I looked at cars forever.
0: Right, just a bunch, of car- a bunch of concept cars coming through town?
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. Right, and 12, like 12 black uh, automotive designers with, like, 1970s collars showing up in Kansas City, Missouri. That would have been the best thing ever. Right, right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So then, at so then, you know, when he retired, he worked on The Warrior. And then in, in 2006, unfortunately, he passed away in Detroit. Uh, uh, Struggled with Parkinson's disease. So, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in power. For sure.
0: Well, man, I'm super glad you did all that
1: research for this. Yeah. It was awesome to learn about, man. Like this guy is a freaking legend and I never knew about him. Right. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a million more, like there's so many more, uh, incredible, you know, African-American, uh, you know, women, automotive designers, like, you know, like there's so many, uh, like the diverse group that makes up this, you know, the nation and the, the world that we all love, like, they're all present in the microcosm of like our little, our corner, you know, of culture, car culture. And like, I, I just want to learn more about all of them, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I keep thinking back to what I heard on the Doughboys podcast where like, because you know, like this is stuff that we've never talked about before. And sometimes we're not even sure like the best way to approach it without like Um, trying to make, like tokenize somebody or something like that. Right. You know, so Mm -hmm. like we, we tread lightly, but I would rather look stupid trying to do the right thing than to not do anything at all. Right. And I feel like it's the right thing for people to know more about these things in car culture and culture as a whole.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't think it's out of the blue for us either. Like we talk about interesting stories and people who have had adversity in car culture, especially so. Right. Right. No, it's, it's, well done, Dave.
1: Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. So, I want to give you an FMK Cars to close this out.
0: Man. I would like nothing better. It, because FMK Cars is the game that Dave and I play on this here show. It's based on the classic game of Fuck Marry Kill, except it's instead of playing with people, we play it with cars because we're nice. Um, F means you drive it for a day, M means you marry it, K means you kill it, goes to the crusher immediately.
1: That's right, buddy. That's right. So, in honor of McKinley Thompson Jr., I'm going to give you three of his cars. I need concept cars. I need you to FMK. Right. I'm going to take the Gyron out of this because apparently it only ever got up to about five miles an hour.
0: (laughs) Five very stylish miles an hour.
1: Yes. And now is the part where I'm going to ask you if you have to pee. Because you are moving in the frame
0: a lot. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Um, I was adjusting my shorts because I was becoming one with the chair. Gotcha. Yep. It's very uncomfortable.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Fix the problem. <laughs> I will probably continue to fidget. Continue.
1: <laughs> I'd be mad if you didn't. Okay. <laughs> All right. So first, I'm going to give you the Cougar Two concept, right? Okay. I mean, come on. Yeah. Right. What are we even talking about here? Uh, so let's go back to concept cars with a Z uh, and infect my computer with a virus and, and look at this image. Okay. Uh, open
0: image. Did it, did it work? Like, was it a, a real... I mean, it's got a chalk in front of the wheel there.
1: It, yeah. It I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I assume it looks like it did, right? I mean, it has a fully fleshed out interior. And it wipers, sometimes like they don't even put wipers on concept cars. Yeah. Right?
0: It is pretty. pretty,
1: pretty. Right? Okay. So then I'm also going to give you the 6465 Thunderbird convertible. Okay. Okay. Here's a Mecham auction link. Uh, Yep. So there you go. And then lastly, I will give you that Allegro concept car.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay.
1: You know what? No, I'm going to give you the Bronco. Because of oh, the, the, yeah, the Allegro was the one you were easily going to kill. So now the Bronco is taking its place. So you got the Bronco, the Cougar 2, Electric, uh, and the Thunderbird.
0: Okay. I think I know what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to crush the Thunderbird. Oh, really? Okay. You know, I love that car and it's very pretty and like classic and everything else. People have those. <laughs> True. But there are people who have those. Right. Um, nobody's got these other two. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry the Cougar concept because that is truly okay. one of the prettiest cars I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I, I love those lines. The proportions are amazing. It's super cool. Right. Um, and, and for a day, I'm going to drive that Bronco. And be obviously the coolest person in Denver for one day.
1: <laughs> I like that you think that, that your coolness is somehow associated with the Bronco.
0: It would be. I mean, this <laughs> Denver it would be ridiculous, yeah. right? People
1: would lose their minds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. What would I, you do? I think for a day, you can't go wrong with that Bronco. Right. You know, like just hand out apple pies and like, you know, mm-hmm. and like uh, COVID masks to people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I. I pastries and PPE. There you go. Thank you. Good, good marketing, Ian. Wow. Uh, and then I'm, you're right. You have to marry the Cougar too. Like it's, it's yeah. a perfect looking car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm sorry, Thunderbird. As much as I really love you, that's ho- that's really hard for me to kill that Thunderbird.
0: I, Even though it's like convertible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ian, I, I am mid-century modern boy.
0: Like, yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. I know it's, it's it really is a good like middle ground between like big Finn right fifty and like everything that came after that right. It, it is right in the middle of that.
1: It's yeah. Just, For me, it's that and the Buick Riviera. Those are like the two cars I think that like just are well and I guess the Lincoln Continental as well. Well, yeah. 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 Right? Okay. All right. Yeah. So there you go. Good job, you you won FMK cars, Ian.
0: Well, no, you put it together. (laughs) But you
1: you won. Thank you. I, I don't think you can walk away from any of those cars and not be a winner, right? No. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, Ian. All right.
0: Well, let's uh, let's do some my eyes.
1: Yeah. Let's let's do some my eyes. Yeah. Uh, man, such a rad photo, McKinley Thompson Jr. Man, mm-hmm. fucking legend. Okay. All right, Ian. What do you yes. What do you want first? I have I have some like kind of garagey stuff. I've got like. Some other my eyes stuff and then you know like maybe some weird things. What do you want? I
0: wanna I wanna start with a shared experience, my eyes. Yes. There's there's a thing a weird phenomenon that we've been noticing yes. in Denver over the last I'm gonna say six months or less. Yeah. I mean, yep. So since Tuesday or nineteenth 19- <laughs> 47 or I don't know, but it seems recent, right? Even in this time where time has no meaning. Uh Uh-huh. But we have both been seeing uh, an explosion and by explosion, I mean like a half a dozen (laughs) uh, JDM vans. Yeah. Showing up in Denver. Yeah. Just like being driven out Uh and about. Yep. Street parked. Yeah, there. I have a new uh, uh, street neighbor. Yeah, uh, right down, right down the street from me. It's this awesome Toyota Super Custom. Yeah, um, hand drive. It gets driven a lot. It looks like it's somebody's like mountain beater. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's super cool. It it's got some meaty meats on it. Uh And look at this also- uh, adorable skid plate. Also, I can make this picture a hundred percent better for you. Okay. I took this while on my bicycle. <laughs> and I thought of you as I was like, because I also had my youngest uh-huh. in a seat in front of me, so yeah. I was so balancing a thirty pound moving weight uh, and taking the picture. And I, I thought of all the times I ridiculed you for having your phone out on your
1: bicycle. Nice. Nice. Well, good job, Ian. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. Mostly in focus. No, it looks great. Yeah. It looks fantastic. I, yeah. So this
0: one looks a little lifted up over stock. Um, well, I think, maybe? Th- I think you can get them in a bunch of different, like, configurations.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. Toyota's super custom, huh?
0: Yeah. That's uh,
1: amazing.
0: It's an interesting, because you get them with a bunch of different engines and a bunch of different configurations. Okay. Um, yeah. And there's, they, I think they made them for a long time. This one, and I don't know if they ever made them, if you could ever get them in the States. I'm guessing you probably could at one point, but this one is definitely right-hand drive. Nice.
1: Nice. Yeah. Uh, the one I saw was this. This wasn't, yeah, this was close to your neighborhood. I was out on a morning bicycle ride doing what I call tour to parks, like yeah. City, Cheeseman Wash what? Wash Park, <laughs> yes, and back, right? Oh my god! I know, I know, right? I'm put in pocket. I'm gonna put it in my pocket. I'm gonna eat the wheels, <laughs> right? Yeah. How adorable is that? Yeah, yeah. It's what? I don't even what? know what it is. It Maybe a Honda.
0: Yeah, it's, and it's not that small. No. Like, yeah. it looks smaller than it is. Right. It says oh, on the side. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> awesome. That's so bad.
1: So just down the street, like maybe like five cars down, was a Honda Fit parked. And I was like, you lose, pointing to the JDM, you win. <laughs> like, yeah, you're both doing the same thing and one of you I could care less about.
0: Ah, oh, God, what is that? It yeah. is a, it, I think you're right. I think it is a Honda. Um,
1: like the City van? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's, I, I'm obsessed with those wheels, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is it the
0: Acti?
1: Oh, is yeah. It one it, of the yeah, I think it's the Acti. A yep. Bunch Here, of a. Here's the Acti, and things. here's my picture. Yeah, it's an Acti. Yep. Yeah. Amazing, yeah, that. Honda Acti Turbo.
0: I I don't know, but I love love that right. Those wheels, that car. Yeah, you need
1: those wheels. Yeah,
0: amazing. Right,
1: look at them. They're like little BBS wire baskets, almost, but like just spokes, like twenty five uh, spoke wheels.
0: That is perfection.
1: Right. Yeah. They didn't need to make the wheels like that, but they did. So great. And we're all so, better for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right. So Amazing. we fully support the K vanification of Denver.
0: Yes. Right. Yes. And I, like today I saw one, a guy out on the street, fixing the rear wiper on his K van. Uh, and like, I didn't, it was one of those things like I popped over a hill and he was between a couple of cars and I like almost missed it, you know? Okay. Yeah. I got a JDM, another JDM van. And it was just a couple blocks from my house.
1: Dude, that's Um, awesome.
0: Yeah. I love that. I'm seeing more and more of them rolling around.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it, I mean, they make sense here. Yeah. Right. They do. Right. Drive ones like it. Totally makes sense for like a little camping, right? To the mountains, very slowly type (laughs) car. City
1: runabout, man, right? Like the raddest possible city runabout. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: Imagine if you. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if you had an electric version.
0: That's that would be awesome. Right. Yeah, I wonder. He's doing electric conversions on K cars. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what? That would be super rad. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. What else we got?
0: Uh, let's take a look at the talk about. Okay. Um, okay. You have more of my eyes. I do. I'm very curious mm-hmm. about this update. You cut out there. I said, I'm very curious about this wildlife update.
1: Right. So, Ian, I was, I was, it was the weekend. I was on my way to my boo's house about to leave, right? Right. Go have a nice time for the weekend with my boo, right?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Walk out to my backyard, take the trash out before you leave so you don't come back to stinky house, right? And Ian, there was a little, there was a bird just sitting on the ground. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just like right by my recycle bin, just sitting there. Okay. It was hurt. It wasn't moving. Oh. Yeah. So I- Do you know what bird this is? I think it's a magpie. Usually they have longer tail feathers.
0: Yeah, that's not a magpie. Yeah. Um, I've become a a very amateur birder. Okay. All right. Let's hear What do you think? What is this? Forced to become an amateur bird, it right. looks like a some
1: sort of uh, um, in the raven family. Okay. Okay. It, it it was yeah. It was like this big, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Right. Like uh, it, the body was the, about the size of a magpie. Right.
0: right.
1: Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So what what happened? What did you do with them?
1: Well, I ran back inside and googled, you know, where I could take an injured bird right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that you can take it over to planned pet hood in Lakewood. And oh. there is a bird, uh, like rescue that will pick them up from there. So they're like okay. an intake for them. Right. Okay. So, so now my challenge is to get the bird in a box <laughs> and I grab a, a box that I had from an Amazon package. I, um, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I throw a little thing of water in the box and some popcorn (laughs) that I had made, (laughs) along with a towel, an old towel. I I don't know what I'm doing, Ian. It was a hurt bird. I was like, Do you want some popcorn? (laughs) It'd be really weird if I offered you some leftover Chick fil A, huh?
0: You gave it popcorn. There's popcorn everywhere. It was just a
1: handful I threw in there. <laughs> I, think, I think it ate some of it.
0: Okay.
1: And, uh, and so I put it in my car. I put another box mostly on top of it so it wouldn't try to like hop. It could hop out of the box. It was a pretty low uh, box. So I, I put another box on top of it so it couldn't really hop out. Took it over, got in line, you know, social distance outdoor line at Planned Pet Hood. Lady so and... I'm fr- oh, sorry, hold on. So there's just a line of people with injured birds? Well, no, this it's just a standard vet as well. So somebody's there with a the oh. dog. But it's okay. funny okay. that you mentioned that, because I got right in line behind somebody with a fucked up crow. <laughs> okay. And, and she was like, oh, you know, like, could yours, you know, could, did, did yours have a problem with you picking it up? And I was like... Yeah, like, like I, I was holding it, Ian, like, like this, like, you know, like, old man basketball free throw, like, between, <laughs> between my legs, and it goes, and I was like, I'm not happy about this either. popcorn this throw,
0: head. Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 right? I wrote on the intake form, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> because they ask like did you feed it how long have you had it and i was like 30 minutes i've had it like most of that was standing in line to to give it to you (laughs) yeah you know who are these weirdos that keep an injured bird for like a week right Yeah. yeah 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 it should say on the form like how long have you had it and and if it's longer than half an hour explain
0: yourself so I've told you before stories about my mother-in-law and her, her old house. And she had this bathroom that was like right off the kitchen that never got ever, ever was used as a bathroom. So she was just like, keep shit in there. No, maybe you have. So there was an incident with a, a box of oranges and yes, yes. And I, I saw, I would use that bathroom.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: And uh, because it's a bathroom, and I (laughs) usually, so I went in there, and I was like, "Well, what? Why are these oranges on the floor?" And she said, "Well, the cat peed on them." (laughs) And I was like, "Well, why do you still have these oranges?" Right. Never mind. Now, I now I don't care where they are. I don't. (laughs) I just want to know why they're anywhere. Right. Right. And she said, "Well, they. She. She only peed on the ones in the middle." So that's the upstairs bathroom that my mother in law used to have. Well, so the point is that she didn't go in there often, right? Right. And my sister in law, when she still lived at home, she was like probably this would have been like she probably was like a sophomore in high school or something, like fifteen years old. Uh-huh. She bought uh uh ducks. Oh,
1: my sister did that when we were kids. Okay. She
0: bought ducks from yep. like a Tractor store yeah, or something. You could just go buy them. Yeah, yeah, and didn't have anywhere to put them, so just just like filled up the <laughs> sink and left the toilet lid open and put a bunch of food out, and they lived in the bathroom for like a few weeks <laughs> before <laughs> my mother-in-law started just hearing quacking. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, and so then they had to go release the ducks at, at a at a farm, and right. Take them to it. Yep. So yeah. That's my that's my bird story. Right. Yeah. I, do, I am resisting the temptation to try to figure out which kind of bird this is, though.
1: <laughs> well, I'll expect an update in in episode two forty eight.
0: Send me these pictures, uh-huh. and I will get on the case. Okay. Good. You will have it cracked. Yeah. So, did you find out? Like. What was wrong with it? Or do you, did you get any follow-up? No, no. Dave, yeah. this is a terrible story. I need some resolution.
1: <laughs> I, 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 apologize. usually you're the, you're the one that's not, that is usually you are the one that is okay with not having closure to a story.
0: In fiction.
1: <laughs> true, true in fiction, right? Yeah, no, I, I just gave them to the people at Planned Pethood and Filled out the form, they asked for a donation, and I said, No. Here's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have an Animal Planet TV show, they're fine.
0: To Donate a bird to you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so the lady in front of me had had her crow in a laundry basket she had to wait for them to bring the laundry basket back i was just like Ah. you can have the box wash the towel it's yours like fucking go for it man (laughs) Severnuck out (laughs) you dropped the
0: the bird
1: oh god sorry it can't fly (laughs) it's really injured i should not have done that
0: that's hilarious. Yeah.
1: So th- so that's Dave Wildlife Update. This has nothing to do with cars other than, when was the last time you had a bird in your car, Ian? Yeah, I,
0: I have never had a bird in my car.
1: No, you just have other things that you think are going to eventually poop in your car, right? Yes. This was the yes. first thing I had a, in a while that, like, I mean, that would. At least I have the decency to do it in a field off the highway. That's true. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's see what else we got. We got, um, okay. So our buddy, Matt, hello, Matt. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, sent this in. This is the, uh, clerk at his local liquor store. This is his car. Ian. (laughs) (laughs) It is a Jeep Wrangler
0: Uh
1: four door whited out I guess is would be the term big yeah. big white wheels white paint white uh like a white exterior tint on the back window that can't be legal
0: and then well, no, those, those are see-through
1: right right yeah they're like see-through right it's, yeah
0: yeah those. uh it's like one of the prints that you see yeah um, it's like uh
1: somebody advertising uh, their business or something Right. So it
0: says stay essential, and there's three people on it. Uh huh. It's, it's, it's supposed to kind of resemble the Dos Equis commercial, right? But right. It has. <laughs> is
1: that Vin Diesel? No, that's him. That's, this, is, this is this guy.
0: Oh, it's Sam.
1: Uh huh. With some photoshopped models. Yeah. And a bottle of Crown Royal. And it says stay essential.
0: My favorite part about this is that I think if you would just showed me the font uh-huh. that Stay Essential is in, uh-huh. I could build in the rest. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I could, I, you could have been courtroom sketch artist for that. Yeah. Or like, like a, like, like police, TV. police sketch yeah. artist. Yeah. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, boy. So wow. this is a Jeep. Also, here's, here's the thing. The thing that bothers me the most about this, I want you to guess what it is. The thing that spare. bothers me the most. The spare wheel. Yes, the spare wheel, not having the same kind of wheel that he has for the other four. Uh-huh. That really bothers me. And it shows- You
0: spent that money on that, on that amazing artwork on the Mona Lisa <laughs> on the back window there. Oh my God. No,
1: no. Yeah. That, that back wheel upsets me. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Also is stay essential. Something people are saying and I'm not aware of it. Stay
0: essential. I don't know. I do know that this can only be in front of, it can only be parked like this in front of a liquor store or a strip club. Those are the only two places it it can go. Right. It's essentially a homing pigeon. Right?
1: It, <laughs> it could be. How much glitter do you think is vacuumed out of the passenger seat on a weekly basis?
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right. Or if this did show up in like a target parking lot, it's like way up front, but taking up four fucking spaces. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. And it's it, it, because I know, I also know Matt and I know the neighborhood he lives in. Uh-huh. And it, it's, it's all, this all fits. All fits.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can stay essential, everybody.
0: It's a work of art, Matt. Thank you so much for sending that to yes. us.
1: Yeah. Um, Ian, I have something that I saw on the road the other day. I need to get your take on it. It's not a, an injured bird. But I was driving. Oh, okay. This is a, a Dave Vigan update, right? Oh. Uh, I, was, uh, I was perusing the You Pull It websites like I do on a regular basis. Turns out they had a sob that was in the lot uh, up in Aurora off of Colfax that had been, when I checked it, it, had only been in the lot four days. And they had a picture, Ian. It was a 1999 three door sob at nine three se not a vegan but a three door ian awesome guess who went up there and pulled the passenger door off
0: this guy right over here right
1: Yep, because i have a door with a rust hole you can see through (laughs) okay is it the same color color? it's like that cool like mint green so guess who's going to learn how to paint a door as well okay Right? I, <laughs> tell me what you're really thinking.
0: I'm I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to you replacing every single piece of sheet metal on the big end until it is no longer the car that you bought from PETA.
1: Right. But still at its core, it is composed of rust. So this is all just visual. This is no performance. This is no structural.
0: This, it's, it's just eventually going to become A uh, logic problem,
1: (laughs) right? That, that problem about the boat, right? For anybody who doesn't know, tell them what it is.
0: I can't remember the name of it, but basically the question is how many parts on a boat do you have to replace before it's no longer the same boat, right? If you
1: replace a board on the boat, right? It's still the same boat, but what if over time you replaced every single board on the boat?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Right. Yeah. So is it the same boat? No, the, the Vigan's going to be the same. This is more for waterproofing because, like, because there's a hole in the passenger side door. Yeah. Okay. okay. So when I was driving back from getting the, the door, um, I saw this. Okay. Now, <laughs> your mind is playing some weird tricks on you. Okay, uh, because it's all about scale. So you're seeing a tow truck with a toy car on the back. Okay, yeah. with, a, with a power wheels on the back. Okay, this yeah. is a thing that I didn't know existed. But here it is. This person buys mini junk cars for cash. So this dude uh, will buy your power wheels and I assume resell it. Right?
0: Okay. So, awesome.
1: so he has a little mini tow truck or flatbed. For this, made out of a Scion XB, Ian. Oh, shit. <laughs> I couldn't get a picture when I went past the front of it. I didn't realize it was a Scion XB until I went past the front of it. But it that right there, that's a fucking Scion XB, Ian. That's amazing. That's been chopped into a mini flatbed tow truck.
0: Fuck yes. The thing That's that
1: awesome. Right? The thing that was even more of a mind fuck was when I saw it. It this whole thing was behind an 18 wheeler at a stoplight. And so <laughs> <laughs> So at first, it seems like the scale of this car was a standard flatbed and I was and and the power wheels was bigger because it's next to an 18 wheeler. And you don't. You need this on its own to understand its scale, right? Because that's just a normal power wheels, and that's just a Scion XB.
0: <laughs> that's so awesome.
1: It's not like a Ford F-350 flatbed.
0: It say on the door?
1: Uh, Is it the name of the service? Yeah, let's see if my second picture has like the name of the service. <laughs> I was really hoping to get that. We need more information. We need to go with this guy on a run to get a mini junk car. Yes. We need a ride along. You can tell I was driving the Vigan to the junkyard because that's the only car that can fit another door inside of it. Right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, I, I just like to picture that, like, you know, he's showing up with this very cute and, like, Way too much effort put into it uh-huh. thing, uh-huh. and it's interacting only with exasperated parents who just want this whole thing to be over. Right, like, right. They just want to get rid of this stupid thing they've been tripping over. Right, for the last three years in the garage. Yes, and they're like, now it's this.
1: <laughs> this is too much already. Right, right. Yeah. Let's see, Denver. by... Mini junk cars. Let's do a quick Google here. Uh, let's see here.
0: Cash for junk. Be.
1: Yeah. It's just saturated. Um, it must. Where's the must contain? Must contain mini. Must include oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, shoot. I can't find it.
0: It's all like mini Coopers.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. God, I wish I got a better picture of the name of this car or of the name of the business. Yeah. That's awesome,
0: though.
1: Yeah. Toy cars. Yeah. Mini-junk toy cars. Yeah. Uh, Nope. No results. Not finding anything. Damn it. Fantastic, though. Yeah. Good. Dude, when I first saw it, it was that thing of like, Wait, there's something really fucking weird about this, but I don't know what it is. And thankfully, right, like, when you really look at it, like that's PVC pipe, yeah, around the front, uh huh, of the back, yeah, it's PVC, <laughs> yeah, right. This dude put some effort into this thing.
0: That's fantastic,
1: right? It's got the little, like the the big like truck mirrors. Why do you need those? But it's hilarious. Oh, this is definitely
0: a toolbox that my six-year-old has right like i think we have that same toolbox
1: yeah yeah right how awesome and the, like
0: the traffic codes uh-huh. oh my god right i fucking love it that yeah. is so awesome
1: i wonder if like if it's if it teaches the kids something like you know like if you want like he'll teach the kid about like how it's good to, to like donate you know or like to no no. Teaching
0: them is the feeling of seeing your <laughs> pride and joy being towed away in front of you.
1: How traumatic is that for a child?
0: It's, right? I mean, it's a feeling I know well.
1: <laughs> your pride and joy being towed away from you on a flatbed?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. i seen it a few times. Yeah.
1: Just a couple, huh? Just a skosh. I'll see it a few more. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. The, the mini, the mini junk cars, Scion XD tow truck.
0: That's so great. Right? That's a good spot.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it was like I, I went for like one drive and I just saw fucking gold. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, here's another one, Ian. This one, this will be, I think this will be the last one. Um. Okay. So I saw this. Okay. All right. Now, can you tell what that sticker says from where you are? I cannot. Okay. All right. So when I saw it, I could just barely make out a couple words. Okay. My therapist and (laughs) wet. And I was like, okay, what is this? All right. Therapist has nose my therapist has a wet nose there you go and it's a dog paw sticker on the back of a subaru that got Uh. me that got me thinking though ian that uh my therapist has a wet blank the only appropriate thing for that is a wet nose right because what if this sticker said my therapist has wet hands
0: You know, I thought it was gonna be worse in a more traditionally worse way, but somehow hands is way way worse.
1: Right? My therapist has wet feet. Like, I thought I knew
0: where I was gonna go, and wet hands is definitely the worst option.
1: Right? Right? Yeah. So I kept trying to find the worst. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Wet, wet hands. That's probably right. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, I couldn't quite read it, but all I was getting was therapist and wet, and my mind filled in some weird gaps until I got closer.
0: Well, I'm going to have to talk about this later.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at my next therapy appointment, you know what I saw. (laughs) Are your hands dry? (laughs) My last therapy appointment? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm going to need you to bring a towel from now on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, that's that's what I got, buddy. That's right. what I got.
0: All right. Did well, you... hey, how about we finish up with another FMK cars? Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to share my screen. Let's see if this works. Oh boy.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Last, oh wait. Last last time this freaked the shit out of my browser.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh should we not share the screen? Should I just drop them in chat? Then? Oh no! Here, let me stop sharing
1: my screen first, okay? Okay. Stop All presenting. Right. Okay. Go ahead. You go for it, buddy.
0: Okay. All right. So the last time—remember—it was the last time we talked, or a couple of um, a, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about uh, the Honda Civic Si. The the 2,000 Honda Civic Si yes. that sold on a trailer. It only had fifty six hundred miles on it, but it was just a regular Si, and it sold for fifty thousand American dollars. Right. Um, well, I want to follow up on that because <laughs> yesterday or the day before, it was yesterday. Okay. Another Honda. Sold for almost exactly the same amount of money. What? It. Yeah. So let me share my screen. Okay. And this is just very weird to me. Let's see if we can do screen two. And here we go. We are presenting your screen. Okay.
1: Can, people can see it as well. Uh, uh. Let's see here. Oh, I pinned you. Hang on. Let me unpin you. Okay. All right. Can I pin a, the presentation?
0: Yes. Okay. So only has a thousand miles on it. A two thousand seven Honda S two thousand. Right. Sold fifty thousand five hundred dollars yesterday. Okay. Which is way too much money for a Honda S two thousand. But I feel like in comparison to a Civic Si. Yes. I mean, there is no comparison. Like the the S two thousand is a far, far more engaging, entertaining car. Right. right? Like, so like these, these prices are just very, very confusing to me. Right. And the idea that like 50 grand is now the new baseline for just like a semi old Honda. Right. Easy.
1: Right. Right. On top of that, like the Honda S 2000s had problems. They had problems. Yeah, right? There were five problems. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but snap like, over steer problem. right. Snap oversteer, but then there was also an engine problem. I can't remember what it was. But yeah. yeah. But still. But Whatever. but you're but you're right. But like how is 50 grand like this like new watermark for like low mileage just cars?
0: Right. Right? Yeah, and like, and the whole point of these cars were they were just cars, and it's not like they only made a few hundred of these things, like right. like I, like, I almost can get this price for a a no mileage S2000 maybe. Right. but that because like, I still can't just wrap my head around. Right. So I have um, an FMK cars for you. Okay. And it is, it is entitled The Curious Case of the $50,000 Honda. Hondas that were apparently worth $50,000 on Bring a Trailer with an unresolved financial tra- transaction twist. Okay. Okay. So in this, in this, the twist is you have um, a looming uh, like you have the feeling of this financial thing that is going to be the twist. You okay. don't have to actually execute the financial th- transaction, but you have the feeling that's associated with it. You'll, you'll figure it out. Okay, okay. But so the first one is this 2000 Civic SI. Yes. It sold exactly for $50,000. So you owe money to no one and okay. no one owes money to you. Okay,
1: okay. The, sla- the tables are even. Yes. Okay.
0: The other option is the 2007 Honda S2000. Only 1,000 miles on it, um, but it sold for $50,500. So you owe one friend $500. Okay. And every time you get in the car, you're reminded, I owe that guy $500. Bucks.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: okay. You don't have to actually pay the money, but you you think about it every time. Gotcha, gotcha. The last one... Bit of a curveball. Okay. 1989 Honda GB500. I know your feelings on the motorcycles, but it's very pretty. Right. Uh, it sold for $8,500. So every time you start this up, you think, someone owes me $41,500. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. And you could just walk away from it and not ride it and be like, someone owes me $40,000. Okay. Okay. I can buy two. I'm
1: killing the, oh, oh, I'm killing the S two thousand. Yep. I hate the feeling of an unpaid debt.
0: I I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. I was curious, I was curious where you were gonna go. For a
1: day, I will motorcycle and I will just park it and think about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I picked a pretty one so you could just park it and kind of look at it.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. I'd maybe do like a a still life drawing class with it. Right. Right. And then I will marry the Honda Civic SI. Okay. And and have even tables because that's a, a great little car. I can barely fit in it. Um, but it's a oh. great little car,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. What would you do
0: if I'm being honest?
1: <laughs> it's on it's take, Honda S2000 for the Mary I
0: would take the Honda S2000 and drive it like I was running away from the debt,
1: <laughs> okay, okay,
0: and then for a day I would do the motorcycle, okay, all right, because it's just. So it's kind of cool looking. Yes. And I would go, I would go park it in front of a restaurant and sit and have a drink and look at it.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: And then I would crush. The yes. <laughs> for, being, for being worth $50,000. <laughs> I'm still
1: so upset about it. Yeah. You, you would do that a little bit out of uh, like, there would be satisfaction in that, right? A little bit. The, the same amount of satisfaction that there is in your birthday being during a pandemic. Yes, right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, nice, buddy. Nice. Well, all right, Ian. I think, I think we did a car show. I think we did. I think we did. Yeah,
0: and it was mostly about cars. heard. <laughs> <laughs> <I can't burn. laughs>
1: yes, there is something that I wanted to bring up on this episode uh, that your FMK cars made me think about. Not going to talk about it. We'll talk about it next episode. So okay. Yeah. All right. Um. But yeah. Yeah. I I I appreciate it. We uh we I like I like that we bo- we're both seeing the K-vanification of our city. Yes. Right? This is a movement we can get behind?
0: Yes, right? Say no to
1: gentrification,
0: say yes to K-vanification.
1: There you go. Right? Yes. Uh and we'll put the link to um to the bio on McKinley Thompson Jr. in our in our description. Right. And, uh, we're open to other suggestions for aspects of car culture that we don't know about, uh, that we should do on the show. So if there's something cool that you know about or something that you feel should be amplified to seven or eight people, let us know. We'll do a show. We'll talk about it on the show. Yeah. Love it. Right. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, everyone, we love you. Contact us on the places and the things. Yep. And uh, stay safe. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Stay safe. You know, if shit's going down in your city, support Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Do what you can, everybody. We love you. Goodbye.